0: This is a production of the AJ Podcast Network. The greatest,
1: the greatest, the greatest, the greatest, the greatest, the greatest, the greatest. Pushing and pulling, I want you, but you wanna leave. I hate you, I love you, you love me, yet yeah, you gotta be If I'm your cage, leave. But if you stay with me Eventually you will find happy um. Back again, Passage Home Podcast Starring the Dr. Stanley Russian I'm AJ, I'm filling in for the Bax-a-Billion Bax is out promoting his new video He released a new video to this song Cage That's playing in the background So he's a little tied up right now doing that. So I said to Bax, I will certainly fill in for him while he does his uh, great adventure for his uh, video. Anyways, our website, linktree.com forward slash Passage Home Podcast. If you need to get a hold of us or you'd like to sponsor the Passage Home Podcast, please shoot us an email, Podcast at gmail.com. Don't forget about my other show with Bax and our newest co-host, Amberie. The show is called I Can Relate to That, where we talk about all kinds of things we can all relate to one way or another. That website is linktree.com forward slash AJ and Bax. It's spelled A-J-A-N-D-B-A-X-X on there. It shows all the links that our show is on, and you can pick whatever website you'd like to download it from. All right. Without further ado, Dr. Stanley Russian, how are you, sir?
2: I'm amazing. By the grace of God, everything is amazing. How are you today, A.J.?
1: Oh, I'm doing great. Another day, another dollar, and another day above ground, you know? Amen. Amen <laughs> to that. Yes, so what, what's on the agenda for tonight? I'm looking forward to this.
2: Well, uh, as always, I'm humble, and I, I can't even express that enough. Um, full disclosure, I've known Michael since 1964 and, and he, he's um, he's like a um, Forrest Gump in my life. He's come in, come out, and every time he appeared, something amazing happened. Um, in our description for this show, uh, hopefully with, with, with uh, Michael's position permission, we're gonna um, um, put in a documentary that he has that, that can show uh, um, his life and how our lives intermingle and some of the results of, the, of that. But today we're talking about the passage home, which is gonna center on uh, um, showing the average African-American that they can not only survive but thrive in Africa and um, without further ado uh, i want to in, introduce michael mccarthy storyteller and,
0: uh, <laughs> hey there
2: michael how
1: are you hey,
0: i am divine how the heaven are you
1: uh, doing good i love forrest gump by the way that's a great one of my greatest top 10 movies of all time
0: i was mm-hmm. just i have a book of forrest gump's quotes that i'm going to be using in the the work i do in the prisons
1: Oh, cool. Life is like a box of chocolates. You yeah. never know what you're going to get.
2: You know you're right. <laughs> so, uh, let's dive in. So, Michael, give us a brief, uh, what, yeah, brief bio because we don't want to take up the whole show. On, on, uh... <laughs> yeah, that's what the
0: documentary's for. Uh, <laughs> right. In a nutshell, I'm born and raised in Chicago. Um. My mother instilled in me the belief that if I could read, I could do anything, and I've been reading my butt off ever since. In the 60s, I became woke, as the term nowadays is, aware, and uh, jumped full body into the Civil Rights Black Power Movement, started an organization at the uh, college prep that I went to, got kicked out joined the uh, Illinois chapter of the Black Panther Party where I was education lieutenant. It um, traveled the world, been to about 40 countries, became a professional storyteller. I run my mouth all over the earth. And i share stories, and i sh- mm-hmm. show people how to find their stories in schools and libraries. And s- since 2014, I've been working in California prisons Teaching inmates how to find, develop, and tell their own stories, so they can get on with their lives.
2: Mm. Wow, and that's that's amazing. And um, and so um, so the the next part of this, uh, I want I want to uh, ask you a question for for our audience. When you uh, well, I'm not going to specify Africa. What were some of the spiritual, uh, give me the top three spiritual experiences of countries that you went to, of what you felt when you get, when you got there and make Africa the first one. Okay. Um,
0: first time I went to Africa was in 1982. I was traveling around the world. I was I was an acupuncturist and I was going and studying in Sri Lanka and China and various places. And I went to Morocco for a drug detox conference. Cause that was my specialty detoxing people from drugs with acupuncture. And I'd gone, my first stop though was Egypt. Mm. I'd always want, you know, Egypt, enough said, right. earth within fire earth, Egypt. And, uh, I remember going there and (laughs) I had this wonderful experience. So I just come out of the pyramids and I was walking away from the pyramids and there were all these hustlers. If you ever been to Egypt and the pyramids, there's a whole bunch of hustlers. And there were these two brothers who were also brothers. And I walked up on them and they said, What's up, bro? Where are you from? I said Chicago. They said Chi-Town, What'd it be like? This is these Egyptian brothers, and we <laughs> talked. About it, and they invited me to their home, which was just you know feet, a, a few feet away. So I went to their home. It was their mom and their sisters, and they fixed me lunch. We talked, we talked about Chicago and what have you and what was going on. And at some point, the oldest brother said to me, would you like to hear some music? And I'm thinking, I'm, I, I'm looking out at the pyramids out the window. And I said, oh, great, you know, I'm, I'm here. I'm gonna get some uh, uh, Egyptian music. They put on James Brown. <laughs> 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 and me and his mama were boogieing the James Brown with the pyramids as a backdrop. How's that wow. for a welcome? <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> That's awesome. Oh
2: man. That that is awesome. Amazing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <sighs> yeah. But but uh so basically, spiritually, you went home and you went home at the same time. Show enough.
0: But let me jump real quick. Uh, My second trip to Africa was in 1998. I was doing a speaking tour in South Africa for the Saatchi Saibaba organization. So I landed in Johannesburg and the group came and met me at the uh, the terminal. So we're walking uh, to leave the airport and this brother who worked for South African Airlines, he looked at me and said, welcome home. Mm -hmm. And I'm getting a tingle right now, which reflects the tingle I mm. felt then. I mean, it was it was as sincere as sincere sincere could be.
2: Yes. Mm. So you're actually the the uh, uh, count him AJ, He's about the fifth or fourth person that I asked the question that g- gave me the same answer that. They everywhere they went, they felt welcome, and they actually said welcome home to them. Oh yeah, yeah, and and so um so you hit Africa twice, so yep. uh you got you owe me two more. <laughs> <laughs> <Well>. <laughs> uh,
0: give me give me India, give me India. Oh yeah, now India India was the cosmic awakening. That was my that was part of my 1982 around the world trip. Now, interestingly enough, my trip to India was not for what I got, what I ended up getting. I went to India because this friend of mine who had been there told me that there were these sadhu guys who had good hash and ganja. And I was like, okay, I'm gonna look them up. Ha, got me. So I went there and I met Satya Sai Baba, a, a spiritual teacher, who proceeded to rock my world. Um, I had a variety of speir- experiences, cosmic in nature, that such that when I came home from that trip, friends of mine, friends I'd known from high school, friends I'd known from my neighborhood growing up, they said, Mike, what happened to you in India? Because I came, one of my friends said, man, you glow. When I came back from that trip, my whole world had changed. I had gone through a whole bunch of stuff. I'd been you know, had drug stuff that I'd gone through. I'd been a drug dealer and what have you. All that fell away. Mm. All that fell away. And that was the first of six trips to
2: India. Wow. I want to ask about Pakistan. Because I remember in your stories. I remember that you ran into somebody that knew you in Pakistan.
0: Actually, it was in Nepal. Nepal. It okay. was in Nepal. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. If it, 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 you go it, back to India, if you go back to India, we got to get one more story.
0: <laughs> oh man, I got, I got story. I'm okay. I'm gonna give you stories. We're gonna go through a, a few countries with this one story. Okay. The world is a very, very tiny place. A very, very tiny place. So my first stop in 1982...
2: Let let me stop you right there. Okay. It's not a small place to mountain climbers.
0: (laughs) Go ahead. So my first uh, stop on my 1982 trip, which was about a six-month trip of traveling, my first overseas stop was Hong Kong. I ran into this couple... While in, in a little vegetarian restaurant in Hong Kong, and uh, they had been traveling for a while, I was just traveling. I was staying in a real nice hotel, nine star kind of hotel. They were staying in a dive. Rats mm-hmm. wouldn't even go there. So we came back to my room, and 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 we hung out. And they had just come from Bali and were going back, and I was going to Bali a few weeks later. So I went to Bali checked into the spot they had told me about, and then ran into Kim and her travel uh, companion, Barbara. And we had a great time there. Hmm. Then about a month or so later, I was in Thailand, and I had traveled up from the south of Thailand on this bus or train, and uh, uh, there was this couple, and they were sick, and I was was treating them. So when we got to Bangkok, I checked into the same hotel, that they were checking into so I could continue treating them. The first morning I walked down in the lobby, who walks into the lobby at the hotel at the same time? Kim and Barbara. They had actually Mm. been dropped off at the wrong place. Mm. So we had our connection again. Then in around September, I was in India. This is, um, um, I was back in India, up in New Delhi, and I was broke. I had, I mean, pennies. I had paid for my little hotel and that was it. I was trying to make a phone call to get myself some money sent. Couldn't do it. Went to the phone company, still couldn't do it. Walked out of the phone company, walking down the street, hand hanging down, trying to figure out what I'm going to do. I bump into somebody. It's Kim and Barbara. Wow. Now, Remember, Kim was staying in the dive when we first met in Hong Kong. Now, I was mm-hmm. staying in the dive. They were staying in a nice place. They met, let me make my phone call, and I was able to get some money sent. The world wow. is a tiny place, but it's okay.
2: Amazing. Next question. I don't want to make everybody jealous by them hearing all of your adventures and and remember. It's not an adventure unless some danger is involved. <laughs> and so that doesn't make your your story so fascinating because they're actual adventures. Give me one story from Ghana before I ask my last question.
0: Well, I haven't been to Ghana. Oh. I well, haven't sir. been to Ghana. I've been to Morocco, Egypt, Zimbabwe, and South Africa. Mm, okay. Ghana's on my list.
2: Okay. All right, maybe I'll be there with you. Sounds like a plan. Right, right, right. So let me let me get to the last question then. What can you say to the brothers and sisters out there, the average person that's going to be listening to this that hasn't traveled, and to inspire them to feel comfortable out there in the world and to let them know as African-Americans, which which, which I want you to give that vantage point, how we are seen in other parts of the world being African-Americans and what we can do to not only survive out there in the world, but thrive.
0: Oh, yeah. Well, first of all, just talking about traveling, I encourage people to travel, go to a different country. Go to this, it's it's a world, there's a whole world. Go someplace, go someplace that you know little to nothing about even. Go someplace, Uh, 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 people of of African set go to Africa. Be it Ghana, be it Egypt, South Africa, Kenya. Go and travel and see. Get the experience of what it's like in other cultures. Okay, here's here's a here's a great one. So, when I was in Zimbabwe, I was visiting the parents of uh of a friend here in um Southern California. And one of the things that the, that uh my friend's father said to me, he said, "When you go back to the US, tell them we don't live in little huts. Mm. We we mm. we got we wear suits and ties." And I had to catch myself because when I got there, I'm buying souvenirs and stuff and I'm buying all of this village imagery stuff, the postcards I got, the little trinkets and what have you. And then I had to catch myself because I said, wait a minute, the only time I saw these little villages when these they were these mock villages for the tourists. Everybody mm-hmm. else was going to work in, in three-piece suits and carrying briefcases, wearing St- a, a Stacy Adams' shoes.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> yeah. That image of Africa as just, you know, in fact, what the father said to me is, tell them we are not running from lions every day. We're not running from lions every day. So it's important because one of the things about Americans generally is that we come with a mindset based on the images we've seen in this country, the images of Africa, from the movies, Mm -hmm. from the document, whatever it is. And it's a very narrow vision. Mm -hmm. Go and expand your vision and be open to what you will see what you will find. Some people go there locked in on the image that they have in their mind, and that's all they want to know about. But Africa is so much more than that. So you go there, you find these different places, you meet people, you interact with folks, you try the food, you go someplace. I mean, yes, it's good to go to the famous places like the pyramids and things like that. I went to great Zimbabwe. Great Mm. Zimbabwe is the kingdom that the country of Zimbabwe gets its name from. Mm. I had a choice of going there or going to these falls, Victoria, Victoria Falls, which are very famous. I wanted to find out about Zimbabwe. So I went to the root of Zimbabwe and then I I met this brother who was an artist. And he, you know, you've seen those, these magnificent sculptures that come out of Zimbabwe. And I saw, I went to one of the places where they do these sculptures, where they take these stones that are rough, and you, right. see, them, you see the smooth stone, and you're thinking, well, they, they must be bring, breaking out smooth stones out the earth. No, they work like hell to make those things smooth. So mm-hmm. go, experience, expand your mind, expand your consciousness, and have some fun while you're at it.
1: Mm
2: -hmm. For the average African-American going back there, the things that we bring to the table that can enable us to to, to thrive there. For instance, uh, one of my other guests said that uh, she went there for a two-week vacation and wound up staying for a year, Mm -hmm. you know, just teaching English.
0: Yes. Oh, I'm I'm glad you mentioned that. Here's the other thing. When you travel, there are so many ways that you can finance your travel as you travel. I met people all over. Every place I went, I met people, uh, 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 Americans and from every place else, who, just like your friend, they had gone, they had started out traveling for a couple of weeks, a couple of months, and had been traveling for years. They found that they could conduct business. They could buy something from one country and sell it in another uh, and then end up selling it in the United States. And there were so many ways that people found to finance their travels that they just kept traveling. I met so many people who had started out traveling three, five, seven years earlier and had no intention of staying, but they they opened up and they found all these opportunities there. And there are so many, so many.
2: Where we are in the show right now, um, I've asked all the questions, pertinent questions um, that I need to ask. But can you expound on, I have a question in my mind. When you're teaching storytelling in the prisons, do you ever go to any women's prisons? Uh, just mail.
0: No, i uh the only not here in California yet. The only um, time I did a, I did a presentation at Cook County Jail at the women's jail, mm-hmm. um, because there the, there are these groups all over the country and all over the world that work in prisons and jails, and so I connected up with some folks, and so I did a workshop there.
2: What do you see insofar as a program um, that could take ex offenders? which is a program that I've been working on and have them do travel and experience the spiritual uplifting uh, in, in, in Africa and other countries. I don't, don't want to leave anybody behind here from, from that, that experience. And I believe that that will be a spark that gives them a different vision and 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 uh, and world affairs to be able to uh, to thrive in another country. What what do you have to say about that? Again, there are just so many opportunities.
0: Interesting. There are a lot of organizations here and around the world who work with folks in prisons in a variety of ways. There's Shakespeare in prisons. There's um, all kinds of music. There's the Arts and Corrections program here in California. And this is this stuff travels because you wherever you go, you've got the same issues. For instance, when I was in South Africa, I did a presentation at a drug detox facility there because that's one of the things that I did as an acupuncturist. That was one of my specialties, is helping people to detox from drugs. And so I went to this facility there and I shared my own personal stories of my experience in dealing with drugs and overcoming the madness that, that came about. A group of these folks came up to me afterwards and they said, man, thank you. Knowing that folks in the US go through the same crap that we're going through here in South Africa or Russia or wherever I was, that mean, if you got over it, that means we can get over it. And thank you for sharing. Okay. Whatever you have, whatever skill you have, there's a use for it in the world. Mm-hmm. There's a use for it in the world. If you want to go someplace else to a different country, different continent, go find out your opportunities. Nothing be the failure, but a try.
2: Right. Absolutely. And um, I remember once you telling me, because I taught in prison, and those are some really amazing brothers and sisters that are behind bars. And they they are intense with learning or whatever they do. They they're very intense because they have all that downtime and that quiet time to focus on what they're doing. Mm-hmm. I, I don't care if it ain't number making a shank. You know, I I knew I knew a brother who went in prison, and he was a jeweler, and he said some of the work that they can do with a spring was beyond the work he was doing as a professional jeweler and and, stuff. And, and 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 but they they got that focus and so uh, when you're teaching them storytelling uh and we are natural griots and storytellers what what have been some of your impressions from what came, because as a teacher, you're always looking for the narrative that comes back to you to see if they got what, what what you're talking about. And when you see that, you have that cognition, you see cognition that they recognize what you're talking about. So can you share um, what you've seen come back at you as you're talking to them about... Well, I'm, I'm going to share something, of uh, because in one of the prisons I go to,
0: Um, I've been able to show my documentary to some of the classes. Mm -hmm. And so part of my documentary is my experience in the Illinois chapter of the Black Panther Party. So uh, at this one prison, I had about 20 20 guys who were in in the class. And there was this this white guy who told me afterwards, he said when he got to that part about the Black Panther Party, he was uncomfortable because all he knew about the black Panther party was the propaganda that goes out into the press. Right. And when he saw, especially about the rainbow coalition, when he saw the activities of the Panthers and, and that the party, it wasn't about, um, being anti-white. It was about being anti-oppression for anybody. He had a shift. Mm. He had a shift in his consciousness. He had a shift in his awareness. And that that has happened in more than one person who has seen that documentary, be it in prison or out. But it's letting yourself be open to seeing what is, as opposed to being stuck in what you think
2: what Mm -hmm. is. Right. Very Very, powerful. I I, I encourage people to, to any documentary that's especially his, but, Anything on the Panthers, the Panthers were like the uh, last poets, uh, the last prophets, I would call them, because what they said, what, 50 years ago, is what people are just mis- realizing today. And uh, when Malcolm said the ballot or the bullet, we are experiencing that right now, the the, the antithesis of, of that, either vote, uh, you had to vote to keep from getting shot today and and uh, uh by the police the Panthers said uh power to the people and death to the fascist pigs. and the same thing either vote and, because the people have the about the people have the power and uh, if, you, even if you don't vote fascism will take over and and uh we're experiencing that today and 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 uh so, well, uh, getting ready to uh, close out. Really blessed and and thankful that you was able to share with us today. Uh, I'm 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 gonna give you one guess as to who my next week host is gonna be, and I'll give you a clue. She's a, a female. She's been around to more countries than you, and not only did she go to Egypt. She skydived over the Giza pyramid. <laughs> you go, girl. <laughs> I, I yeah. don't have a clue. <laughs> uh, sh- sh- Shalita, Shalita Burke.
0: Oh, yay. Cool. Very cool. Uh-huh. All mm-hmm. right. Right on, Shalita. Yeah. Dive yep. on, sister. Dive on.
2: Yep. And so she's up to about uh, 200 skydives now. Uh, an amazing sister you know and, and over the 30 countries what a way to go through the pandemic
1: oh Being definitely definitely See, I had I had, to, <laughs> I had to readjust my microphone uh, headphones I said skydiving really <laughs> wow yeah yeah amazing yeah, so. yeah I don't know if I want to go skydiving but yeah you go girl <laughs> yeah yeah
2: and then then she when she's diving she's playing her own music to her own skydiving. Uh, She's
0: singing to herself.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 And so, um, so just, just an amazing, uh, like all my guests uh, and all in the same genre, just amazing people that have gone out there in the world and um, and, and made it a small place. So AJ, Ooh, you yeah. could take, you could take it away from us. Uh, thank you, Mike.
1: Thank you, Michael. I do appreciate that. Thank you all. Oh, it was amazing. Another, another great guest in Passage Home Podcast. Don't forget to uh, like and subscribe to our show. Please leave a comment in the comment se- section of our uh, podcast. All right, we're going to close it out. Linktree.com forward slash Passage Home Podcast, where you can find all of our links. To all the platforms we are on, YouTube is our main platform, and all the others is the last uh, eight episodes, if not mistaken. So we got a running total on that. And if you miss an episode, please go back and listen to the ones that you haven't listened to. There's a lot of good content. Nice, t- nice to have you on, and our uh, your guest Michael. And we'll uh, talk good to you day. soon. All, all right. right. Good, night.
2: good night. Adios. Good night. This is a production of the AJ Podcast Network.